Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Bring him in now, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. Chris, how you doing, buddy? How's it going, Bill? We're good. So there's a lot to, to this week. I mean, I know betting in the NFL any time of year is a big deal, but uh, when you get into the postseason, it starts to get relatively interesting because there's so many things that you can look to, whether it's just the regular betting or prop bets or what have you. So let's start off with the AFC games coming up on Saturday. The Bills are on the road against the Texans. Uh, not big spread. The biggest spread uh, for the entire weekend is the Vikings and the Saints. That's at seven and a half. But starting out with this game between the Bills and the Texans, Texans given two and a half on this one. A little bit surprised. Is that because of the return of J.J. Watt or just that the Texans are that good at home? Well, I think, uh, you know, again, the spread is usually going to be about two and a half to three. Um, you know, if a team is evenly matched or whatever team has the home field advantage, that team will get that two and a half to three. So um, the line actually opened at three uh, and a half, and it got bet down pretty quickly to three. Um, but I, but I, I think what you're going to see now is um, Texans money start coming in because it, J.J. Watt was removed from the injury report. Um, now, granted, Will Fuller looks like a long shot to play, but I think um, you know J.J. Watt is big and being healthy. And so, uh, 52% of the public uh, bets are on the Texans. 45% of the money. Uh, but if you looked at that about uh, maybe 24 hours ago or so. Um, that money percentage for Houston was below, uh, you know, it, it was in the mid-30s. So uh, money is starting to come in on the Texans. I, I think that they are the value um, it, it, up to three. So it, for people out there looking, uh, that might be one you want to jump on pretty soon if you if you like the Texans because I think that's going to go back uh, to three. And, and first-time quarterbacks, and Josh Allen is, is of course, you know, making his first, time, uh, first start in the postseason, just 12-31 and 31 with one push against the spread. Uh, in the postseason, dating back to 2002, so uh, this is a, this is going to be a tough spot for Allen. I think in his first start, uh, two evenly matched teams, uh, strengths for different reasons, but um, you know th- that that's kind of a tough tough one. That's kind of eyebrow raising when you see those those first time postseason starter starting quarterbacks really struggle. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, for how much does uh, the emphasis become on first time postseason quarterbacks, first time postseason coaches, for that matter? I think it, it, it always is going to vary case by case, but you know, in the postseason in general, uh, you know, a couple of things to note. Uh, you know, underdogs are generally better bet, uh, and that's true not just on the spread, but also on the money line, which has actually been more profitable um, if you're betting underdogs than just going with the spread. However, there's there's always going to be kind of these exceptions, and you're trying to always kind of parse it out and see, you know, which which is the more important, you know, what's the more important trend, what takes precedence, and I think. Um, the one thing you do see is that, you know, quarterback kind of gets to the postseason for the first time. You know, nerves are high. Maybe they're forcing something. Maybe they're playing too conservatively if they're, if they're usually aggressive. So um, that's when you start to see uh, mistakes. And I think you saw that last season with, uh, with, with Deshaun Watson, you know, when, when he was making his first postseason start. Uh, and, and the Texans really came out flat uh, against the Indianapolis Colts. So now, uh, you know, the situation's a little bit reversed um, with, with – with, uh, with Watson now in his second and Josh Allen making his first. So um, 
should be a close game. I think the under is going to start getting hit as well. Uh, it, it got up to 44. Uh, 57% uh, of the public is on the under, 62% of the money. Uh, and I would expect that under to start, uh, that total to start dropping again because, uh, again, J.J. Watt in looks like Will Fuller out. Uh, well, that's the other question is uh, how much do you think uh, when you get that kind of money, J.J. Watt running out of that tunnel has swayed people? Uh, I, you know, it definitely makes a difference because the Texans defense, uh, you know, they, they struggle to, to generate pressure. And uh, once Watt got injured, they really struggled in run defense. And we know, uh, I, I think it's fair to, and safe to say that we know the Bills uh, coming into this game, Sean McDermott, they want to run the football. Uh, whether it's with Josh Allen, whether it's with rookie uh, Devin Singletary, uh, they want to run the football. They do not want Deshaun Watson uh, and DeAndre Hopkins on that field. Uh, for a, for a large portion of the game, and so uh, I think that's huge for the Texans. And uh, you know, not many defensive players are really going to impact the spread. Um, not many players outside of quarterbacks really are. Uh, but I think Watt is a guy that you you know you you could argue that you know he's worth a half a point a point. Uh, it's not just to the Texans line uh, to at least the total uh, in the game. So uh, I think that one's going to start ticking down. And Josh Allen in his uh, 11 starts in his career as a road underdog. Uh, the under is 10-1. and one. And then Sean McDermott on the road in his career coaching the Buffalo Bills, uh, the under is 18-7. and seven. So uh, this is a spot where you probably expect a, a kind of grinded-out, low-scoring uh, defensive battle, and I think Watt only adds to that. Then you got the Titans on the road at Gillette Stadium. The Patriots just don't lose there, which is the reason they're giving up five points. Uh, in this contest, but you know, there's something to be said for the fact that Vrabel was a you know Bill Belichick disciple, uh, and he's obviously known that system and what it is they use and how they run things and how they do things. So I give him a little bit more credit. But I, the Patriots just don't lose at home. Yeah, and you know, this is one where I think you look at the Patriots money line as well. Um, you know, the spread is kind of in what we call a dead zone when it's between you know uh, three point five and five point five. It's at five right now. Uh, in favor of the Pats, getting 52% of the bets, 49% of the money. So it's basically split right down the middle, which is what the, the sports books want. They don't want really uh, a ton of liability on either side if they can help it. But, yeah, the Patriots are 59% uh, in terms of covering the spread at home in the postseason uh, with Tom Brady at quarterback. And, again, this is another one of these quarterbacks in Ryan Tannehill making his first postseason start. So, uh, you know, as good as he played and as well as he played down the stretch, and, and A.J. Brown as well, um, this could be a spot where you start to see some chinks in the armor. And, of course, you have a guy like Stephon Gilmore uh, and just Bill Belichick's teams that could take away an A.J. Brown. And, and then you kind of wonder where do the Titans get the, the offense through the air uh, from. So uh, this is another game where I, I think that the it, you have to look deeper than just the – a lot of these the markets are efficient in terms of just – what is the spread? What should the spread be in these games? But you kind of have to look at like the public perception. Uh, and the Patriots losing last week, you know, kind of a letdown spot against the Dolphins, uh, and, and the Titans being on a roll. Uh, I think this line is kind of uh, not as big as it would normally be for a team like the Patriots. So uh, I think there is value on the Patriots uh, up to six. Uh, the line moved from four and a half to five, uh, and I would expect it to, to, to continue to kind of tick in New England's favor as the week progresses. So that's another one where if you like the Patriots, uh, I think you want to jump on that one 
sooner than later. Talking with Chris Raybon of the Action Network. We'll roll through the NFC here real quick. Vikings on the road taking on the Saints. Saints at home are just dynamic. The points they put up with through Breeze. Uh, the Vikings secondary has been somewhat suspect as of late. Uh, most people seem to think, at least the public betting, from what I understand, most of the money's going in the Saints' direction. Yeah, the pub, the Saints are a big public team. They they set, they tend to always get on a roll this time of year and come into the playoffs really hot. And then uh, you know this spread is, is large. And, and in the postseason, again, underdogs generally the better bet. And uh, especially when you look at underdogs from seven points to nine and a half points. Uh, in the postseason, cover at a 67% clip dating back to 2002. Uh, that's per hour Bet Labs data, part of the Action Network. So that you know th- that kind of shows you these big spreads. They tend to over uh, you know overinflate in favor uh, of the favorite. So even though the a lot of the money, 66% uh, of the bet, 72% of the money is on the Saints. Uh, Sharp did hit uh, this spread. It was up at eight and a half when it opened. Sharp did hit this number to bring it down to seven and a half. And uh, our guy, Sean Corner, the odds maker here at Action Network, uh, he makes that spread about five, five and a half. Uh, and I would tend to agree when you look at the margin of victory for the for the team, it's about two points different. And then you add in the Saints home field. So this is an inflated line. And, and I think the right play here is the Vikings. Uh, and of course, the overs here inside, indoors in the postseason, uh, overs tend to hit at a very, very high rate. Uh, outdoor games, it's the opposite. The under tended to hit at a high rate. So uh, the, the Vikings and the over are, are the uh, are the sharper side here. Then you got the Seahawks on the road taking on the Eagles, almost a pick game. Seahawks giving a point and a half coming off of the way they played to end their season, even though it did end up with a defeat. Uh, and the Eagles, they're kind of a team nobody's really sure as to what they've got. Carson Wentz first uh, delve into a postseason play when he's healthy, and then you've got veterans, quarterback, and uh, and coach that have won a Super Bowl. Along, I mean, don't get me wrong, so is Doug Peterson, but you've got a quarterback and a coach together that have also won a Super Bowl. So uh, talk about this Eagle or about this Eagle Seahawks game. Yeah, I think it truly is uh, essentially a, a, a toss-up. It, it is a toss-up. And uh, the one thing I will say again, it, it comes down to public perception. So you have to kind of, you know, just because underdogs are the better, usually the better bet, you have to kind of look at the situation and say, okay, well, the Eagles won four straight. They've, they've gotten into the postseason on the heels of that. Two of those wins came against uh, the New York Giants. One came against the Washington Redskins. And one came against uh, a Dallas Cowboys team that was just not as good as we all thought it was. Uh, and so then you say, well, the two, you know, they beat the Giants twice, and the Giants, you know, half of their wins came against the Redskins, who aren't very good. And it, all in all, you just you, this Philly team uh, really hasn't had many quality victories uh, all season long. So uh, this is a spot where I think uh, you're going to continue to see uh, the, the line kind of move in, in Seattle's favor. It, it opened at one; it's up to one and a half. Eighty, uh, yeah, eighty-three percent uh, of the bet on Seattle, sixty-nine percent of the money. Uh, I do think that that is the right call, though. Um, if you can get the line at one or, or take the Seahawks money line, it may be a better bet uh, because these, these spreads, uh, you know, when they're really short, are always kind of tricky on the road. But Seattle tends to be undervalued uh, on the road in, in the postseason. Uh, they tend to cover at, at a higher rate there um, in, in, than uh, than when they're just home favorites and everyone kind of expects them to. Uh, to, to win. Chris, always a pleasure. We will talk again next week after it all settles down. We'll get into the divisional round and then the a- NFC and AFC championships, okay? Looking forward, Bill. How all right. You the man. Talk to you soon. There you go. Chris Raybon of the Action Network joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.